welcome to Empowerment Radio. My name is Dr. Friedman, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me. Empowerment Radio is about giving you the insights, tools, and solutions to address some of the most challenging aspects of our daily lives. So sit back, relax, and empower yourself. Wow, I like the new intro. I wonder who did that. Sounds really great. Well, em- <laughs> welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think, wouldn't it be funny if people could actually see what you're doing right before the show, if there is like a little camera, like in the Truman Show? Well, you would have seen me chasing after our mule who once again escaped because there were apples somewhere on another field and uh, they were so much more tasty than the, the hay that I had out for him. And I had to look for the fly mask, which somehow these uh, mules and horses are just able to rip off because they're a little bored. And then you have to f- look for them all over the field until you finally find them. And then finally I had to feed a little stray kitty that seems to have adopted us, uh, probably because we have good food. So all of those things happen just like 20 minutes before Empowerment Radio. And I have to say, it does kind of always center myself uh, to be around animals and being outside. So that is actually today's topic of the show, the power of calm. Because we are living in crazy times, and I often talk about this, and I often also share how you know, these times are unprecedented. And I I have to tell you, sometimes I feel a little tired of everything that's going on. You're kind of trying to catch up. Here is something, you know, really crazy happening. And here is something that feels totally out of control. And here is a lot of tension about the future. And at some time, you just have to reel yourself back in and say, like, no more. I have to disconnect and I have to center myself. But how do you do this? Well, you know, this is exactly what I want to share with you today, that there are two really effective and powerful ways to find that calmness and that peace inside. Because when we are more calm and we are more centered, we can look at those situations that seem to be overwhelming and out of control from a complete different perspective. We are either just a little bit more distant and don't feel like in that vortex of craziness, or we have actually the mindset of saying, yeah, I can handle it no matter what comes my way. I can understand that this is a little iffy and challenging, but I can actually find a way to you know, make my life still uh, the best possible. And so those two methods, those two technologies are one, Meditation. Now, don't start yawning because you may have tried meditating or you do already meditate because there are things about meditation that I feel are just often misconceptions. And those misconceptions I want to address. How can you make meditate easy, even for people like me who had really a hard time meditating when they started 30 years ago? What are the things that we can tweak and change so that it really becomes a normal part of life. And the other method I want to talk about is self-hypnosis. Can you actually hypnotize yourself? What's the difference to meditation? And how may it be even better 
than meditation or maybe at least a nice addition to it. So these are the two things I want to talk about. But I want to do a quick shout out for the next Empowerment Radio Show in two weeks. I'm really excited because, as you know, uh, the third of the month I have a guest. And this time I have a very special guest in uh, two weeks, drum rolls. And for all of you soap opera fans, which may some of you be, and for all of you General Hospital fans in particular, I have the great pleasure to interview Maurice Binar, a.k.a. Sunny Corintos, who has been for 27 years on uh, General Hospital and who has just written a New York Times bestseller about his struggles with bipolar disorder. And it's called There's Nothing General About It, How Lithium and Love Saved My Life. So it's going to be an amazing interview, and I hope you can all tune in to that. Now, to meditation. Now, a lot of people have tried meditating, and a client of mine the other day just told me, you know, I wanted to calm my mind, so I took a course online about meditating, and it was really hard, and I felt like I will never master it, and I felt overwhelmed by it. And on some level, you know, she said she felt more stressed out when she tried to meditate than even before. And that's exactly what I felt when I started meditating. I thought, well, close your eyes, still your mind, everything's going to be fine. Well, that was not so easy because one of two things happened. One was that I had my mind really galloping through my brain even faster and louder than before. So I couldn't understand how rather than tuning it down, it seemed to be turned on. And the other was that I fell asleep. That was the alternative. And both of them didn't really feel that successful. So after a few tries, I just quit. said, okay, can't do it. And then a few years later, I gave it another go because then I actually had a conversation with a meditation teacher who enlightened me a little bit about what meditation is actually about. And I do find meditating is not that hard, but it is a practice we want to actually practice and get good at. Now, meditation has been proven scientifically to be, for many, many uh, problems and challenges, extremely beneficial, whether it's anxiety or stress or high blood pressure or even wound healing and autoimmune diseases, you name it. There's something about that happens inside of you that is really bringing up you know, the natural abilities for us to heal and to find balance again. And I think it has to do with the fact that we have about 500 billion neurons that are in our brain, and each of them makes about 5,000 connections with the other neurons. So there is like, you know, trillions of connections in our brain, and that makes us really pretty smart. The problem is that sometimes it seems that these neurons are firing at will, right? I mean, they're just doing whatever they want, and, uh, and you feel not in control of your thinking and of your feeling and where your mind is taking you. And, and so that has to do with that we are really not working with our mind in a very focused way. And the more our society became modern, 
the more unfocused we became. Our intention span is pretty much now limited to the length of a YouTube video. Uh, Two-hour movies are way too long for most people. Reading a book, what are you talking about? I may have a book on tape, but I'd rather watch something. So there is something we haven't really trained our neurons anymore to be in sync with each other, to focus on something, to listen to our guidance. And that is exactly what meditation is doing. It helps you to bring it all back to one focus. It's a little bit like, you know, the iron filings that are all over the place. And then you put the magnets uh, on the outside and boop, they are aligning themselves. And that's what happens with meditation. You are aligning yourself. Now, meditation is a technique. And a lot of people wonder if they do have to be spiritual or religious in order to get the most out of it. And the answer is no, not at all. All you need to do is just to believe in yourself, believe in the power of your mind to be able to wrap itself around that peace and that calmness that you're offering in that meditation space. So if you have a spiritual context, yes, of course, I believe if we want to connect to a higher power, meditating is a really powerful and wonderful way to do that, but you don't have to necessarily have that even as a focus. Now, another question that often comes out is that people feel like, shouldn't I have my mind calmer? Shouldn't I, when I close my eyes and start to breathe, feel right away better, more enlightened? And the answer is no, because meditating is a little bit like house cleaning. You know, it's like your mind basically uh, gets addressed. And when you're house cleaning, well, at the beginning, if you haven't done this for a while, the dust is flying. Everything is just swirling around. And that's exactly what happens with meditation too. At the beginning, your mind dust is simply going wild. And you're going to have to sweep it out. You have to let those thoughts go. You have to let yourself simply also observe without getting attached to all of those thoughts that are coming up and then let them either settle in like, you know, the snowflakes and the snow globe, or just let the dust fly out of the window. And after the fifth, sixth or 10th time, you actually feel, oh, it was faster. There wasn't as much dust. There wasn't as much swirling around. And I do feel calmer already. Now, how long do you meditate? And how often? Well, I find that every day is better than once a week for two hours, every day for 10 minutes. Do five minutes. If that works in your schedule, it doesn't matter. But, you know, just use it as something like brushing your teeth, something that tells you, you know, I want to do this because I want to get my mind already aligned for the day. Or after you have a busy day and, you know, everything has been pulling you in 500 different directions, you just sit down, you do some breathing, you do some meditating, and it all comes back to yourself and you just feel afterwards so much more disconnected from all that busyness and more focused on the present moment. When we come back, I want to talk about a few tips on how to make meditation more than just observing your breath and maybe also a little bit more fun and easier on top of it. We'll be right back. 
coming to you live on TransformationTalkRadio.com is the brilliance ultimatum. Time's up with Claudette Rowley. Powerful conversations, practical innovations, and transformative solutions as Claudette and her guests delve into the possibilities and what she calls reality resistance. Join the cultural revolution and annihilate obstacles. Check it out at culturalbrilliance.com. For stimulating conversation and keys that will change your life, tune in to Dynamic Destiny with Coach Pete every first and third Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join Pete to get clarity for your calling and practical wisdom for results. For more about Coach Pete, visit PeteCoaching.com. That's P-E-T-E Coaching.com. Welcome back to Empowerment, Empowerment Radio. Uh, meditation is what I would love to share with you because I find, especially during these times, it's such a really essential uh, technique and tool to have in your life skills toolbox. How do you meditate? What do you do? I mean, you know, I find it's very simple to have a few ground rules or ground uh, or frameworks for for meditation to really work well and one is that you are really having a, a space where you meditate where no one is barging in and uh, you know disturbing you you turn your phone off you have a little sign maybe outside the door i'm meditating don't dare to come in and uh, then you sit and uh, don't lay down because that's what i did wrong that i fell asleep in the bathtub every time i tried to meditate it's not a good idea, so better to sit, a little propped up. It's harder to fall asleep. And easiest thing is to close your eyes, set your intention, like an intention to maybe just feel more calm and centered, and then start breathing. Very, very simple. Inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. It's often recommended. Five seconds inhale, five seconds exhale. Or another one is six seconds inhaling, seven seconds holding, ex, uh, eight seconds exhaling. Things like that are really, really easy. And I, as I said before, don't have an expectation. Just see this as I'm meditating. I may not be Dalai Lama yet, but I'm meditating. And that's already great. And after 10 seconds, your mind gets bored. Or your mind says, yeah, you have done enough there is a whole to-do list to look at or whatever your mind says to pull you away. Maybe it says, oh, you're uncomfortable. Oh, you're hungry. Oh, maybe, you know, you're itchy and it's all fine. It's just a way for your mind to, you know, settle in as well because your mind is not used yet to this beautiful moment of calmness and peace. So stay with it. Don't be mad at yourself or your mind. Don't buy into it can twitch around a little bit, you may want to scratch your nose, but then come back to focusing on the breath. And then after a while, again, five minutes, 10 minutes, uh, at the beginning, it feels like five hours, but after maybe the second or third time, you feel like, whoa, where did the time go? Because you were really in it and it feels very good. Now, another thing about meditation that I find is helpful is to have uh, an eye position that actually is stimulating 
your uh, endocrine system, your pituitary gland, and that's something I have learned in Kundalini Yoga, which is simply to close your eyes and then turn your eyes upwards, and uh, as if you are looking from the inside at this dot here, this uh, uh, the third eye, the space between your eyebrows and maybe half an inch up. You just gently turn your eyes in, and that is actually stimulating your pituitary gland and your pituitary gland is uh, you know obviously the master gland that is responsible for our hormonal balance it's one way to keep your mind busy it's one way to stay more focused an additional way can be just how you hold your hands you know you can just have this uh this meditation space where your index finger and thumbs are touching or you are moving with your fingers every finger is touched by your thumb you start with the index finger and then go middle and then ring and then little finger and then you start again with the index finger so you can do that a great way is also to have a mantra you know whether a, a mantra that is in a different language just like you know in in a language that comes from the more yoga tradition or you use a word that you resonate with if you want to actually have more in your life like peace or freedom, or joy, and let just the word be itself a vibration. You know, ultimately, when we meditate, we become like tuning forks, and whatever we are thinking or focusing on is vibrating, and a mantra is a form of a vibration, and it really works well just to focus on the word and let that word be that centering piece. Now, I personally also love to visualize so when I meditate, I often visualize a light inside of me, a light in my heart. And with each breath, this light just gets fed uh, by, let's say, life force energy or chi. So I'm inhaling this energy and then the light inside of me gets wider and brighter and it expands from that center of your being, becomes the size of your heart, the size of your chest. It becomes your entire body and at some point it goes beyond your body and surrounds you. That is a wonderful also way to meditate because afterwards you feel, wow, I am so much lighter, literally, and I am surrounded by this energy that I have generated that makes me feel safer, that makes me feel more at ease. So these are really simple things to do that you can always switch around with. You can do guided meditations, of course, Guided meditations are wonderful. They're a little lazy because you are actually letting yourself be guided, which is totally fine. It's just you know the difference between you know a little uh, workout and uh, a massage. And the guided meditation is just something where someone leads you, and that's a, a great way also to center your mind. But do both because ultimately you want your mind listen to you and not to somebody else. I mean, on my YouTube channel there many guided meditations. I invite you to visit it and look at it. Uh, but again, there is uh, just something also about you being the master of your mind. And for that, just uh, to mention why the breath is so important, because if you're controlling your breath, you're actually controlling your mind. You know, it's uh, clear when we are stressed, our breath goes faster. And as our breath goes faster, our mind realizes, oh, he's breathing fast, so there must be really something going on. And then it goes more into that 
breath cycle. If you are slowing down your breath, there is also a feedback loop that the mind says, hmm, breath slow down deep and uh, full. That may mean that everything is okay. And that breath can also then calm down your mind. So as I said, meditation is something everyone can do. You can also do walking meditations. A lot of people just feel like they cannot sit still. So in, uh, in Shabala uh, Buddhism that I have been uh, you know, doing for several years uh, while in Seattle, a beautiful way of meditating is just walking in a circle, having your eyes open and really feeling every step is a meditation. Uh, some uh, really uh, wise person told me once that the best way to meditating is either ironing the shirts or doing the dishes. Some people find the best way to meditate is to laugh. There are many ways of meditating. It's all just with the intention to get your mind back into a centered place, back inside of you, back on the focus that you are giving it, not the focus that's searching, but the focus that you are choosing to give it, which is that focus of let's be here and now. And then, you know, afterwards, again, you see the world completely different. Now, if you have any questions about meditation or what we're going to talk about now, which is self-hypnosis, call in 800-930-2819. Now, I find personally, and I have to say I am a trainer in hypnotherapy, so I love hypnotherapy, I love hypnosis, and I find that it's kind of astonishing that not so many people are using it, you know, for themselves in self-hypnosis. And I think it has to do with all these uh, hypnosis shows, you know, that you watch where people are just like, you know, clacking like chickens or, you know, strangers are made believe that they are madly falling in love and they all do this crazy stuff. And so you think like, nah, I don't want to be hypnotized. A, uh, I don't want to be controlled. And B, I cannot be hypnotized because I'm way too strong for that. And so there are all, again, these misconceptions that I want to talk about that really help you to embrace uh, self-hypnosis or hypnosis as just an alternative to stay calm. Now, there have been plenty of studies as well that have shown how hypnotherapy is actually really, really legitimate and effective. They have shown that, uh, for example, with weight loss or smoking, uh, stop smoking, that uh, this is hypnosis, hypnotherapy is more successful than uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. And especially in conjunction with uh, CBT, it has been shown to be uh, you know, really augmenting the effect. It has been shown effective for pain management, especially also with children, post-surgery or with women that were going into labor and it is very effective with stress and anxiety management so it's it's really it works you just have to know how to do it now the difference between meditation and self-hypnosis is that when you do meditate you have more a focus you know you're i mean when you when you do self-hypnosis you do have more a focus that means you have an intention so with meditation, your, uh, your intention is to be calm and centered and being in the present moment. When you do self-hypnosis, you're actually focusing on a specific outcome. 
let's say you have a problem that you want to resolve or you have a pattern that you want to change or you want to you know feel more confident in a certain situation whatever it is so you you do actually have more a blueprint that you want to then manifest when you're meditating so when you look back at these neurons and these pathways that are creating between the neurons meditating brings them all into a more calmer place to be more open uh, self-hypnosis actually creates new neural pathways new patterns new ways of thinking and is there therefore a little bit more proactive than when you just do meditation but again i want to address the concerns that people often have which is the fear of losing control as one now no one can make you clack like a chicken no one can you can make you fall in love with a stranger that doesn't mean that these shows that i just you know mentioned before don't exist i mean this is all fake these are all paid actors it just means that these people decide to do this these people decide to be hypnotized and let themselves just go these are the people that let themselves go anyhow when you watch a hypnosis show you know that the person who does the show is carefully selecting for the most outgoing or most expressive people people that they intuitively know would at any party stay on the table have the lampshade on and just dance you know in the most uh, wild manner so those are the people that are also easily taking on suggestions that are a little crazy and that make people laugh so they are hypnotized but they're choosing to be hypnotized so if you choose to say no to any of the suggestions that you would receive or give yourself nothing's going to happen so you have to really know you are in control nobody can make you do something unless you're choosing to do it unless you're choosing to have that suggestion suggestion um, internalized the other thing is that it's also the question about you know do i uh, have the ability to get hypnotized and the answer is everyone can and you're not weak or gullible or maybe a little uh, you know stupid if you are able to get hypnotized it's actually the opposite mostly when people are highly intelligent and very creative it's much easier for them to get hypnotized because they can easier go into that different mindset there's a greater sense of flexibility there and let's face it we all get hypnotized all the time you watch a show or a film and you're so in it and you just really smell the water or the gunpowder and you know you are really living with the characters and identify yourself with them and that is a form of hypnosis because you're losing time you're losing the context of now and you are in there and that's the same thing that happens when you're reading a book and you're not really focusing on the words anymore you're just focusing on the images and the feelings that the words evoke inside of you so any time when we are feeling and sensing something beyond that what is really right there something that we imagine something that you know is uh, 
triggering this deeper part of the mind, the subconscious, to create a film, a movie, an experience. That is when we are ultimately in a hypnotic, in a hypnotic trance. And that hypnotic trance is something we can also then use for our benefit as we go through certain steps that I'm going to explain to you right after the break. So stay tuned. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Well, self-hypnosis, something we actually going to do in the last part of the show. So you can have a little experience and maybe actually also uh, learn a way that you can from now on use to hypnotize yourself. So there are certain steps we're going to go through. You know, I was really skeptical when I got into hypnosis. I was interested in the subconscious mind because I realized the subconscious is such a powerful part of our our mind of our consciousness it creates emotions it's where all the memories sit it's where our automatic patterns come from it's where our beliefs and values are stored it's what really governs most of our body our physiology i mean it's a powerhouse the problem with the subconscious is just that it needs guidance it needs someone who tells it what to do. The subconscious is not a really good leader, but it's an extreme great ally and supporter. So your conscious mind, our conscious mind, needs to give the subconscious direction. If not, the subconscious just faithfully continues to do whatever it has been doing in the past, which is why sometimes we do things that we have learned in our childhood and we are annoyed about it, but we are not realizing, hey, we can actually change that. We can change to always blush when someone is talking to us. We can change to feel like five years old when someone is judging us. We can change to feel that in the moment when someone is asking a question, we are stuttering and don't really know what to say. We can change when we are nervous to bite our fingernails or look for the big, you know, 
two pound, uh, two pint uh, ice cream uh, jar in the freezer. There are a lot of patterns that we may not like, and we feel like, mm, well, I have to live with that. That's my flaw. That's my weakness. That actually come from a subconscious imprint early in our lives that we can change. And that's also with how we are dealing with this current stressful situations. Do we feel powerless? And our instinct, based on how we have been programmed, is to hide out or to defer to others and feel like that, well, they need to lead because I have no idea how to make a decision and I don't trust myself. Or do we want to actually be way more resourceful and way more empowered? And self-hypnosis can help you to get there. So what are the steps? Well, step number one is that you're deciding what you want to focus on. Let's say today in this little uh, self-hypnosis session that we're going to have together, it's actually a totally self-hypnosis because I guide you through, but you will get the gist of it, of how it works. Uh, It's about stress, releasing stress, releasing tension. I think we all probably can use a little bit of that. And so when you are making this intention as this is what I want to focus on, then you are in the next step thinking how that may feel. When was the last time you were relaxed? Maybe on a Sunday morning, the kids were watching TV, uh, everything was quiet, the sun was tickling your nose, all was well. Well, maybe that's a way to remember how it is to feel relaxed. Then you may be even able to visualize yourself being relaxed in certain situations where you usually are stressed. That's all just a setup. Just having some intention. Yeah, that would be nice if I could open the trapdoor of my mind and put it all in, all these good thoughts and images. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, that's exactly what hypnosis is doing. It's opening up your mind and it's getting this little, you know, we call it the critical faculty out of the way, that part of you that always doubts and worries and doesn't believe. And everything goes easier into that deeper part of the mind. After you have set your intention, step number one, and uh, you have translated it into more the language of the subconscious, which I said is that, uh, you know, visualizing, having an image, having a feeling, maybe even smelling something that smells like relaxation. Then you go to step number two, which is relaxing your body. Now, relaxing your body can be like when you meditate, you know, just breathing, relaxing. But with self-hypnosis, you may want to get a little bit, as I said, proactive. And you're really telling your body, this is what I want to do. I want to relax. Now, your body is an amazing listener in this regard. You know, I was suspended between two chairs, my back of the head and my heels, And that was during a hypnosis training. And I didn't really know that, you know, being six foot four and weighing like, you know, 200 pounds that I can be suspended with only these two points to a degree that people could actually sit on me. And I was like a board, like a plank, nothing happened. It didn't cost me any energy. It wasn't hard. I was completely like you know the suggestion said stiff like a board but the crazy thing was i was completely aware of what's happening 
I was not sunk out. I was not drooling and then waking up and wondering, so what did go on? No, I was totally there and here, but I allowed my body to follow the instructions of doing exactly what I wanted my body to do. And so you can instruct your body to relax. So you start with your eyelids, very easy, close your eyelids, and then imagine that they become really heavy, so heavy that you cannot open them anymore. They're really heavy. They feel like something is pulling them down. And then you are relaxing your cheeks and relaxing your mouth and your mouth even opens a little bit because it's so soft and so relaxed. And then you go through your entire body and you're telling your shoulders to relax and your hands to relax and they're opening up and one hand may feel really, really heavy. So your whole body goes through this relaxation process until it really feels, you know, like a ragdoll, completely relaxed. And when you are relaxing your body, then you can also relax your mind a little bit more. And for that, you can say, well, you know, my mind is like a still mountain lake, completely calm and relaxed. And I cannot even remember as I'm counting backwards from 100 to 90. After 95, I don't remember what number comes. It's totally simply gone. It's like a on a chalkboard, the numbers have been wiped out and it's all a blank slate and it's all calm and relaxed. That is also a way to suggest your mind to let go and relax. And as I said, it's really all quite nicely proactive. Now, when you're all in this relaxed state, then you make a little bit of a, you know, you can call it convincer, where you're saying like, okay, if I would want to move my arm i really couldn't because i chose to not be able to move my arm so i can try right now to lift it but because you chose not to lift it it will not move an inch and it's really heavy it weighs like half a ton and you cannot really move it which then convinces your mind wow i am really relaxed and you can do this with different parts of your body and if you want to go even more you can then visualize that you go deeper Go with the elevator 10 flights of stairs down or you're walking down a staircase and the deeper and deeper you go in your visualization, the more and more you feel relaxed. And that's the beauty about this really going deep. This is going into this alpha state and maybe you go even further into a theta state and a delta state, you go into a state of mind that really just allows you to have your subconscious completely available to whatever then comes as a suggestion. Now, in self-hypnosis, you will not go as deep as if someone may hypnotize you and then you do really literally drool. So in self-hypnosis, you have now your little blueprint ready and then you start visualizing Whatever you want to visualize. In our uh, self-hypnosis session we're going to do, uh, we visualize that this stress and tension will be washed away out of your system. And then underneath, this real, true, authentic, and empowered self is emerging. And then we visualize how that self could go through different situations in your life and how that would feel and how you would show up and how you are experiencing life in a different way. 
stay focused on one thing, in this case, stress and attention. Don't do 10 different intentions at the same time because it can be a little bit confusing. And do this not for forever, just do this maybe for two, three, five minutes of uh, really going and rehearsing in your mind that what you want, which is exactly where these new neural networks are formed. That's where the connections are made. That's where you feel then afterwards like, wow, I am actually much more likely to feel this way and to act the way I was visualizing it than before. And again, in that hypnotic state, you are just having everything on pause. Everything is on, oh, alert. Let's make sure that we are learning the right thing. There is not this noise and going back and forth and distraction, confusion going on that maybe during the day would happen if you're not in this relaxed state. That's the advantage. You learn a thousand times faster than if you're trying to convince yourself maybe rationally or intellectually, this is how I should feel, this is how I should be. So it's a really, really powerful method. And once you are then done with a suggestion, you simply let yourself come back into the present moment. You can count from zero back to 10. You open your eyes, you feel refreshed, relaxed, and ready to go. See, it's not rocket science, it's very simple. You set an intention, you translate it into the language of the subconscious, you relax your body, you have this little screen inside of your mind where you're projecting all the wonderful things that you want. You let it all sink into your subconscious mind. And then you come back and feel great. It can be done in 10, 15 minutes or even less. Some people do it faster. The important thing is that it's a habit, a subconscious habit, a patterning that you're creating. So you want to do this at least with the same focus for maybe 20 to 40 days. And then you will see, whoa, it really does think, sink in. I think works is because they go to one session or two session and say, well, this should have changed my life and it hasn't, so it's not working. Well, those neural networks don't form as quickly and are not as robust after just two times than when you continuously do it over and over again. All right, are you ready? Uh, stay seated, so don't lay down for our next little hypnosis session. We'll be right back. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge. And when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888 777 4232 
That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. All right. Are you ready to go into a nice light trance? So I hope on Facebook Live we're going to see some nice relaxing picture, maybe some waves or something, a beach. All you need to do is just to begin by closing your eyes. Just allow your eyes to gently rest. And then take a nice, slow, deep breath in through your mouth. Hold that breath for a count of five. And then exhale slowly out of your mouth again. And you can do this again if you choose to. And every time you exhale, you just feel that your body is relaxing more. If you can, have your feet flat on the floor and just become aware of the surface beneath you. Feel your feet now becoming really heavy, heavy and comfortable and so relaxed, so relaxed so that you can now let go and allow your hands now to gently rest on your lap and also let them feel heavy. Let them feel relaxed, let go. And when you take another long, deep breath and hold for five seconds, And breathe out. Those hands feel so heavy that they actually don't want to move because they are too comfortable, too much at ease. Then let this calmness and relaxation flow through your entire body. From the top of your head all the way down to the tips of your toes. Every nerve, every cell, every fiber, every consciousness of your body is relaxing now. Letting go of tension. Feeling more and more at ease. All the muscles of your body become soft and limp, as you're starting to feel like you're floating, almost gently falling into a deeper and deeper relaxation. And this next breath that you're taking in, and you're holding for a count of five. And as you let go, you're entering into an even deeper space of serenity and relaxation. 
And it almost feels like a soft, heavy, comforting blanket is gently enveloping you and you feel so safe and so relaxed. And the heaviness in your hands feels comfortable and your eyes and your eyelids feel heavy and restful. And all these little eye muscles are just almost like falling asleep, comfortably closed. It is as if there are little weights pulling down on your lashes. And if you would want to open them, you can't. Because they are too comfortably relaxed right now. And you may even imagine that in the screen of your mind, the words relax, be at peace, let go, are appearing. Letting yourself simply be in the gentle, healthy rest of trance. Feeling now that this flow of relaxation takes you deeper and deeper. As if you're going down a stairway deep within yourself. Going down those 10 steps to an even deeper place of rest, descending down nine, eight, deeper and deeper, seven. Now your mind is still here. Six, listen to whatever you hear. Five. Very soon you arrive. Four, you will achieve that perfect state of relaxation. Three, letting go. Two, one, and here you are. Zero, in the most safe, calm, and protected state completely at peace with yourself, surrounded by a bubble of serenity, a bubble of safety, a bubble that allows your mind to be completely open and receptive because there is no distraction. There is only you being at peace. And from this open space, I would like you to visualize that stress and tension that you have been feeling. I want you to feel and sense how it is not you, that stress and tension, but it's more an overlay. It may be a habit, an old pattern, an old belief, 
of not being able to handle something, being too small, too weak, or the world around you being not in your control. These are only old overlays, like smudge, that you can feel are not really your authentic self. Underneath these overlays, there is the real, the whole you. And so set your intention to wash away the stress, the limitations, and the tension. And visualize yourself, feel yourself standing beneath a waterfall, crystal clear, warm, liquid flowing gently through the top of your head, all the way down the body, cleansing your body of all this overlay of tension or stress or false beliefs, washing away all the problems or all these unwanted patterns. Let this healing water flow down your neck, through your arms, your shoulders, your chest and back, your belly down your pelvis, relaxing and washing away all these overlays from your thighs, your knees, your legs, your ankles, all the way down to the soles of your feet. And you can imagine how all this old stuff is simply washed away bringing forth your new and true self. And with every moment, you're feeling more confident and more at ease. You're feeling more yourself again, knowing that you are capable of handling anything that life may bring you, anything that may come your way. You have all the reasons to stay calm and face life from that place of certainty that you will know what to do and how to make the best out of it. So allow yourself just to feel, sense, and see this new self. You can stay longer in this place, but you can also right now bring yourself back into the present moment as I count from zero back to five. And at five, you'll open your eyes and you feel refreshed, relaxed, and very much connected to your wholeness. Zero, one, two, three, four, five. Open your eyes. Welcome back. Well, this was just a little taster of what hypnosis and also what is possible for you to do with self-hypnosis. I hope you really got interested in it. You felt, wow, this is something I want to explore. You can always go to my YouTube channel and learn more about guided meditations and also hypnosis there. And certainly you can reach out to me at hello at drfriedman.com. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for always looking for ways to be more empowered. Until next time, with uh, Sunny Corinthos in two weeks. Take good care. Bye. 
You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.